wink tip. Good afternoon. It is September 19th, 2023. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Levinos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? Deion Sanders in Colorado are a content machine. They were a 24-point favorite, but oh man, was it a dramatic week. Did you follow along during the week with all the different news and headlines that was coming out of Colorado ahead of that Colorado-Colorado State game? I, I heard there was some back and forth between the, the coaches prior, and then there were some, some sunglasses and some merchandise, and then during the game, there was a uh, sus- suspect or possibly, arguably, inarguably dirty hit, <laughs> and I'm not sure if that's from this drama, but uh, wh- why don't you catch me up? All right, so it started off, Dion goes on ESPN, does the car wash, typical Dion look, he's got the hat and the sunglasses on, not really story just pretty pretty run of the mill didn't even come across my radar what came across the radar is because he did that the colorado state coach came out and said well you know i was taught if you're talking to adults you take your hat and sunglasses off so direct shot at dion where a lot of people at the time saying "Mm, you're a you know 24 point underdog i don't know if you want to really poke the bear on this i know you'd say in-state rival, so you, you got to do something, but you just just be careful here. But he says it. Then it actually creates a you know a little more of a story. So Dion just steers right into it and gets a merchandise, gets a bunch of sunglasses for the whole team. They're in a meeting, and the equipment managers come in with his sunglasses. So already, game is, is still hours away, you know, days away. But there's just content going on. There was a, a scuffle pre-game on the on the field uh just on top of there, there's stuff going on just building up for this excitement just all the whole program has celebrities around it i'm pretty sure that Lil wayne uh, led the team out and then colorado state they showed up they they had colorado on the ropes going uh, in into the fourth quarter and colorado was able to whew, just just pull one out <laughs> they they did storm the field again but they absolutely delivered on, on an excitement level. It was the most watched late ESPN game of all time, 9.3 million viewers. So the, 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 band, the, the bandwagon rolls on, and it's starting to divide where you have people that are loving it and you have people that are hating it, and it's turning into – I think it's one of the biggest storylines going on in college football right now. It's, it's everything you want. It's, it's what they're trying to do. It's what he's trying to accomplish. He's trying to make a program that people have an opinion about because they know what it is and they, they're aware of the program. So he's succeeding in that. It's certainly helpful that now he's winning games throughout all of this. Uh, they didn't play great. They did lose a player through all this. So they are going with a bigger target on their back week after week with less players because injuries are just going to happen. I, I just wonder how far this goes. And how hard is everyone going to be on him once this loss kind of finally eventually comes? I already said that I wasn't going to get on him the second they lose. He's already accomplished what he's supposed to be doing. And if you want to take it away because they lose one game, big deal. He already won. We're we're talking about it. I also like to say that this is by far the best game maybe of the whole weekend that that I saw. But definitely for Saturday. I mean, was, was there any other Saturday news for college football beyond just things went more or less according to plan? This was the one. This was the one you actually had to be excited for. So I I think as long as they're doing that, they're keeping my attention somewhat on the college football. And that's a, that's a difficult task. 
Uh, you know, they didn't play well in this game either. They still found a way to win. So I, I think that's even better into the storyline that they are talking the talk. They are getting targeted a little bit more and they are still delivering. I, I don't know how far this can go or how high up the hype can get, but we're still going. <laughs> it's going to go at least another week. It's definitely going another week. Yeah, really the only other headlines. Notre Dame won again, still undefeated, so that's good. Uh, Georgia and Alabama were both underwhelming. They uh, were both involved with one-score games into the fourth quarter. They both won, but there was the opportunity for something to happen there, and if that's the biggest headline, probably not the best week. I had mentioned last uh, week, uh, said this might be an apple-picking week. Well, I sure hope that you cashed in on that because this is the weekend to set some time aside to make sure that you are in front of your TV. This is the lineup that we got. Uh, Right at noon, starting off the day, Florida State at Clemson. Clemson's already got upset, but they're still a, a serious program. And then after that, we have Colorado at Oregon, both uh, undefeated programs. Colorado just just talked about them for a while. This is going to be their first real test. Oregon is ranked number ten in the country, and they Colorado will be will be an underdog. So if they were to lose, it would, as far as the betting betting were concerned, would be expected. So this will have to be an upset. But first, first real test, uh, UCLA at Utah, both undefeated. Oregon State at Washington State, both ranked, both undefeated. And then uh, Ohio State at Notre Dame, both undefeated, both ranked teams. So we're last week, eh, not not so much going on. This week, big week, a lot of fun. Really going to see some uh, great teams going head-to-head. Yeah, we'll have to talk about it next week. There's too much that's going to happen. The, the whole picture of, of whoever you think is good is going to change within one week but someone's going to go up someone's going to go down I, I'm, I'm just focused on Colorado I can't care about anything else all that sounds great and if it's a good game I'll tune in but like I didn't I tried I tried I dabbled a little bit this Saturday there wasn't anything good in the day you're lying to me if you think there was a good game in the day now I'm not saying that there was any stellar games in the NFL either which is what we're going to shift into uh, speaking of not stellar performances, my fantasy team, uh, perhaps your fantasy team, and perhaps a lot of fantasy teams out there, did not have that great of a weekend. Now, that doesn't mean everyone lost. Someone has to win. So who are some of the fantasy heroes in zeros in your book, Zach? This week, a lot more heroes than zeros. I think that the guys that were supposed to be good, there was a big jump up where week one, I think there was a lot of a lot of stinkers, and some of those guys were able to uh, correct themselves. So we'll kind of see how that goes uh, going forward. But for uh, fantasy heroes, starting off Thursday night in prime time, Kirk Cousins did not get the win, but 360 something yards, four touchdowns. He was looking pretty good. He far exceeded expectations. For wide receivers, we have Keenan Allen, George Pickens, T. Higgins, Tyler Lockett, and Mike Evans. For running backs, we have Zach Moss, DeAndre Swift, and Raheem Mostert. Uh, tight end, TJ Hawkinson, again on Thursday night. If you had that, that stack, you were looking pretty good going into Sunday. Uh, for the defense, the had the Steelers, and uh, no no kicker. No no kicker was, was a hero this week. And then for the, uh, for the zeros, after a phenomenal week one, Calvin Ridley, unfortunately, he is on the, the zeros. Jamar Chase, oh boy. There's a really good chance that you drafted him at the top of your draft, maybe one, two, or three, and he is averaging six fantasy points. That is not good for you. Uh, for running backs, we have Delvin Cook, who had legitimately zero points, uh, as well as his teammate, uh, Brees Hall. So not great for Jets running backs. And then uh, Travis uh, Etienne, 
and there were no no fantasy zeros for tight ends, defenses, or kickers. But I guess you could make the argument for for the Giants. Uh, they were supposed to be one of the the top scoring defenses, and they sure got me negative points in a couple of leagues, which was not fun. Not fun. Not fun at all. We're actually going to start with the Giants, who have the great comeback of of Sunday here, where they haven't scored. They did, so they get shut out week one. What was it? Forty to nothing. Just embarrassed. Forty it. They kick off week two right now against Arizona, arguably coming into the year expected to be the worst team in the NFL after week one I think definitely not after week two absolutely not the worst team in the NFL all that being said a team that has very low expectations shuts out the Giants for another entire half where they just no points again they have now not scored for a game and a half and somehow find a way to win this game 31 to 28 it's not all good news looks like Saquon's ankle is going to be out for a couple weeks that's not fun but this is a must win and and I, I told you in the first half, like I, I think this is the worst team in football, the Giants right now. They can't beat Arizona with everything that's on the line and with the team in the roster and the pay tag, the price tag of everything that they've spent over the offseason here. Not not a fun not a fun weekend for for the Giants. I I think Arizona Dobbs, you called it last week. I want to give you credit for being on the bandwagon. This must have been fun and terrifying to watch at the same time and being like, oh wow, Arizona's really doing this. And then it's like the Giants are just creeping back. They're just creeping back. It's like, all right, does Arizona actually want to win the game? It's like, well, maybe not. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I mean, what what did, what did you think of the comeback here? Is this legit, or is this just more Arizona being more of what we thought? I mean, you picked them to win. I, you, I, I picked, I picked Arizona to win. I did not like the way the Giants looked. Uh, I thought that out of all of the teams that really got beat down, it was. Hey, I think this one might be for real. Obviously, the looks sure looks like the Cowboys are are, are for real. So you know, kind of evens out, but. Yeah, I'm seeing all the memes. You know, you're down 60 zip on the year, just right, right out of the gate. And I, then I just don't know how Arizona blows a what was it 28 to seven lead in the second half. That that's just you, you gotta you, you gotta close that out. Uh, I, Daniel Jones played really well. He could have been a fantasy hero, but who who was starting Daniel Jones? <laughs> It's not a bye week. I don't think he's really uh, on many people's starting lists uh, outside of you know deep deep leagues. So that's why I didn't put him on there. But he really, I think he had the, uh, yeah, he had the most fantasy points for for quarterbacks this week. So he he was slinging it around, and I'm just one of those. Uh, you're, you're close. You're close. I had him, and I Arizona just couldn't couldn't capitalize. Yeah, this is where the gambling waging could could be a little different. You know, wouldn't. Losing by three, you might have still won this. Uh, they will be. We're gonna just kind of roll into our picks here. Uh, oh, I did. I I didn't do great. I did better than the week before, but I did not live up to my promise that I would be much better. I was just marginally better. But oh boy, am I? Uh, am I off to a rough start? You have a commanding uh, twenty point lead on me. The well, that's that's two picks. Cool. Uh, which I'm gonna tell you the two picks. Commanding that, lead. The, you want to know the two picks that I know for sure we went against that we're going to consistently maybe go against is you had the Patriots winning the last two weeks and I had the Patriots losing the last two weeks. There's a whole bunch of messy stuff that we guessed wrong about uh, throughout all the. I'm not I'm not crushing it by any means here. I don't think anyone in the group is. And shout out to anyone else. Uh, w- there is someone who's uh, there's probably two people ahead of us in the group right now. But there's a lot of a lot of football left and this is a week to week thing. All right, let's see how consistent you could be. You could really. Lose it all in one week and win it all in one week. Uh, this week, the New York Giants will be visiting the San Francisco 49ers, who had, 
I don't know, pretty pretty spectacular week too. I mean, could you really take away anything? Really, it was a it was a really good challenge from the Rams. I, I think that's an underestimated team right now. The Cam Akers thing is frustrating as a Cam Akers fantasy owner, but uh, Brock Purdy lives on. That was that was super bizarre. Yeah, finding out your your starter, your starting running back is healthy but not going to play and not get traded a healthy, today. A healthy scratch that came out of nowhere. It was almost as baffling as the final score here, which now reads thirty to twenty three. It was a thirty to twenty loss. All right, sure, you could kick your field goal at the end of the game to, to screw with whoever you got to screw with and to add up whatever you add up. But like, this is a twenty to thirty game, right? This wasn't as it was close, but it wasn't this close. Just, just want to put all that there. Any thoughts of McCaffrey and Brock Purdy slinging it out there? I thought really efficient. They, they just have so many offensive weapons, and Brock is just just getting the job done. Right. I, I think the Rams have uh, they're they're over overperforming, but I still think the the Forty Niners are are one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, we're. I imagine I'll ask you this. Are you going to take San Francisco in week one? Because I see no reason to pick the Giants, especially without Saquon, especially after all the garbage of last week. Like, do, let me ask you, do you think they're going to score in the first half, the Giants? They have to at some point. I don't think they will. I think maybe, I, uh, maybe that halftime speech will woke them up and they're going to get going a little faster than they did the past two games. Uh, you know, Thursday, Thursday's a quick turnaround, too. So maybe they, they're going to bring some of that momentum. And I just I think yeah, they're, they're going to score in the first half. They have to. I don't think they score in the first half. I don't think they, I don't think they compete in this game. Uh, I'll take the Niners. I imagine you are as well. Lock of the week, Niners. Lock of the week on a Thursday. I'm I, two. I'm I'm two and zero. Oh. I know. I, I I don't usually like to go with uh with Thursday night games for the lock of the week, but I like I like what I'm seeing out of San Francisco. I like their their skill position players, and I don't like the Giants. So I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Two and zero so far on my locks. Hopefully we can keep it. Uh, keep going three and zero, and at least at least that'll be something I got going forward. Don't ever bet on a Thursday game. That's that's the best advice you're gonna hear on any podcast, especially this one today. Just don't bet on a Thursday game. I I can't believe you're locking that in. That seems just wild, and it's for sure a favorable matchup where the, this should happen. But do you know how these Thursdays are? It's a quick turnaround. Some guys aren't healthy. Some guys aren't ready. It's it's a combination of just trouble meets trouble. It's it's definitely a risk, but. All right, next game, Sunday, Tennessee Titans at the Cleveland Browns. Tennessee getting a win last week in overtime. It it was much, much prettier. It was certainly the team that I, I thought they could be, uh, more or less reaching full potential. I thought Tannehill was 20 for 24, two touchdowns. Traylon Burks had a couple massive plays. I, I, I just think this is a competitive team. I was shocked how poorly they played week one. This is a little bit more kind of like what I expected. Uh, as for Cleveland... Um, I mean, it's just, 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 just rough. What a rough, what a rough game to watch and witness. And if you had any fantasy odds and rooting for this or rooting interest, this was a struggle. Chubb goes out in one of the worst injuries I've seen in quite some time. I don't know if you saw the replay. I can't recommend you go see it, but it was, was not good. And I, I just feel for this team offensively. Would you say Cleveland is good or bad offensively? They're not great. They're not great. They're not great, Will. I can I read you some numbers though. All right, this is like yes, please. All right, so per carry, Chubb until he goes out, the running back is averaging six point four a carry. That's pretty good. Cooper, uh, all these receivers, this is per catch. All right, they're averaging. Cooper's averaging twelve point nine. He goes seven for ninety. Njoku, the tight end, he's averaging twelve yards. It, he goes four for forty eight. 
Moore is averaging 12 yards, three for 36. Like these are these are effective numbers. Now there there's certainly some boneheaded stuff that happened. The the tip pass, the the fumbles, the the, the sack. I mean there's 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 struggles there. There's things that can be fixed, and I still think that this team is somehow moderately effective, and I have some faith in them. All that being said, I think I still have more faith in Tennessee just because of how steady I know it's going to be. It's so shaky in Cleveland where they could easily dominate this game, but they could easily just find ways to lose. And there are teams throughout this league that find ways to lose, and it's hard to bet on them. I'm taking Tennessee in this one. I, I don't know how else uh, you could have some confidence with, with Chubb out for the Browns because they looked a little depleted, if you ask me, uh, despite actually competing in, in the week uh, with Ford after. Um I don't know. Are you buying into Tennessee? I am not buying into Tennessee. Yes, they got a win, but it was against the Chargers, and the Chargers chargered again. And I just I can't trust them anymore. So I think it has more to do with you just said teams in this league find a way to lose, and that is what the Chargers did. So the Titans were able to take advantage of that. Cleveland did not get a win. They did not look great last night, but they were winning going into the fourth quarter, just couldn't quite hold on. I think that even though Chubb is out, I think Ford – they gave him a ton of ton of carries. They seemed pretty comfortable with him immediately afterwards. Said he's he's the main guy going forward. So I think it'll be a, a step below. Chubb is excellent running back, but there's a reason that they're not paying these guys uh, a ton of money because uh, next man up. It seems like this is one of the easier positions to do that. So I am going to go with the Cleveland Browns. It, was that before or after I read the stats? Did I did I turn you? No, I already I already had the Browns. <laughs> <You> already... <laughs> I already had him. And I, just a terrible injury, awful injury. Uh, second week, second week in a row, a I'll call it premier, you know, a fantasy running back, uh, season ending, season ending injury. Yeah, oh, man, not not fun, not fun. I I actually heard a little rumor that they may be uh, Cam Akers' uh, new home coming soon. I don't know. We'll see. I I I, can, I don't know if I'm hoping for that or if I'm not hoping for that. All right, next game, Atlanta Falcons at the Detroit Lions. Atlanta is 2-0, and that is something. I, I They've been in some games. They were definitely some tight games, but they, they found ways to win games. I, I, I'm i going to tell you this, that Atlanta has not even played a good game, and they're still 2-0. <laughs> they're, they're, in this past game, they were 6-15 for 15 on third down, 3-4 on fourth. They had 110 yards in penalties. They passed for 100, or 235 yards, and they rushed for 211. Bijan is great, but Ritter, I, I just, I'm not buying it. I'm, I'm totally, I think it's a huge flaw of this team. And it's just a matter of time before everyone else in the league is just capitalizing off of this. Super shaky. I can't trust this. And I do think this team could still play a lot better, even with all of that. I'm going to take him over Detroit. I don't feel great about Detroit. I, I think the Detroit's defense is just as phony as, as Desmond Ritter might be. And that, that's not good company to be with right now. I'm I'm going to go with Atlanta. I I could say some more things about Detroit, but uh, uh who you got? You going with the home team? I I don't know how the Falcons are two and zero. I was watching the beginning of that game and watching some of the stuff that Ritter did, and it was just this guy is is not is not good. And then it goes along, but they the the running backs are just they're they're really good i don't know why they won't throw to throw to pits more often the the coaching just seems a little bizarre that they're not using what seems to be their best guys but 13 points in the, in the fourth quarter get, getting the job done but for this one uh people came in after the lions got their 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 win in the the first thursday night game everyone was real high 
Then they uh, took a little tumble last week, but I think that they're going to even out. I think they're an above average team. I don't think that the Falcons are above average team. So at home, give me the Lions. Yeah, I mean, golf golf threw in an interception that apparently hasn't happened for a really long time. That that record is. I was is surprised no by that stat. M- me too. Uh, just another side note. Uh, looks like David Montgomery will be out. Uh, just as a heads up for for Gibbs owners. I, I I don't hate this Detroit team. I just I I've I've seen teams just march down on them effectively. Two teams already, I guess. I, I don't know. If the, I'm not buying on it entirely. I do think that they're an above average team. I, I think Atlanta is in the same realm as them. And that's probably a newsflash to a lot of people across the league. Um, move, uh, I got Atlanta. You got Detroit, right? Yeah. Yep. Moving on. New Orleans Saints at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, let's see. What, what are we supposed to say nice about the teams here? Let's see. Uh, Taysom Hill had some some really nice rushing plays. Uh, he, he was running all over the place. And what I don't get is... Did he even attempt to pass? It's like when you see him come in, how are you not just selling out on the on the run? It, it seems like I, I realize he's he's an excellent athlete and super unique. Like no other team has a guy like this, and he's been doing this for a long time. But when I was watching it, it seemed like every time he came in, it was di- you know direct snap to him, and he was just gonna run, uh, you know whether it was right up the middle or, or off tackle. But it didn't even seem like there was a threat of of a pass. Uh, did did I miss something? No. Uh... Don't miss that New Orleans might have the two best quarterbacks in this game in, in Taysom Hill and, and Derek Carr. I'm not buying into the Packers. I'm a big non-believer. I, I'm more or less disappointed in my A.J. Dillon call of the, of the week where Aaron Jones is out and I whatever had faith in that they're going to have to run the ball. They have Jordan Love. They're not going to just suddenly just sling this thing all over the place. It's going to be a mess. And it was a mess, all right. I think it's a toss-up game. I just am hating on the Packers because I want to hate on them for just not coming through for me. The kid had three touchdowns, and everyone's like, "Yeah, he's great." And, and maybe, maybe he isn't terrible, but I'm not buying it at all. Fourteen for twenty-five isn't good enough for me. I'll take New Orleans on the road. I'm going with the road teams all week. Well, who you got? I am going with Green Bay, another uh, NFC South team that's two and zero. I don't think we really expected that so much, but they beat the the, the Panthers on the road, but barely. And barely. I, I just think that Green Bay at home is going to be able to. Is going to be able to take care of business. Hey, hey, all right, rank the rank the quarterbacks of this game. Is Taysom Hill better than Jordan Love, or am I just crazy? Well, like I said, he doesn't throw the ball, so it's it, is he a quarterback or are they run the wildcat? It almost feels like they're running a wildcat. So it, can you put him in the in the quarterback, or is he a running back? What's his fan? His fantasy designation is still well. I actually I've seen it different across multiple leagues. It's it's not always the same. I sometimes I think I'll it's see tight end. I've seen two logos on him before, though, where it said quarterback and tight end. Yeah, I, I agree. Interesting case. I'm not buying in Jordan Love. He's going to struggle this weekend. The, the New Orleans Saints defense, as much as they have struggled, I, I think it's going to be a little bit more of a threat than than uh, than they're ready for over there. Uh, maybe uh, uh, Christian Watson should hopefully be back for, for Green Bay. That could be a, a pick-me-up there. Maybe I'll feel a little bit better about their offense that uh, should help. A- after that. Uh, next game, Denver Broncos. Aaron Jones is supposed to be back as well, right? I imagine uh, that was a little suspect of a, a look. I think it was a hamstring or a groin, something that he pulled scoring like successfully on, on the game before, and it was towards the end of the game, and he just kind of called it. He said he would have came back, and then ended up not playing. I don't know. I wouldn't see any reason to rush him back. 
I, I, you know, the one thing I would say is I wouldn't start A.J. Dillon regardless of that. He did not step up for this role at all. It was, it was given to him. This is, a, this is a perfect setup game for a great opportunity for him. I just completely wasted. Uh, all right, moving, next, moving on. Next game, Denver Broncos at the Miami Dolphins. Let Russ cook, right? Isn't, isn't that what we're supposed to be saying today? Is, is that is that I hear him chanting right now. Do you, do you hear him? I, I, I can't hear him. I can't hear him. I, Russ is a tale of two halves once again where when it looks great, it looks fantastic. You know, big, big, dumb, big, long passes all the way downfield, huge plays and just terrible third down conversions and fumbles and interceptions. And I, I'm not sure how long this is going to go on. And the, I think the worst part about this is that I think fantasy wise you could say like oh Russ is good he was good again and I think if you eye test wise it maybe doesn't pass all that eye test wise Miami is for sure one of the best teams in the league if not arguably the best team in the league this offense in Tyreek Hill is unstoppable there's so much speed on this I thought the Patriots played him as best as you can and just containing and not really allowing the big plays and watching them just kind of chew you up inch by inch in the kind of containment that they were able to hold them to but there's no way there's no way the Denver Broncos are going to outscore Miami. There's no way. I I didn't even have this down as a lock, but I'm so anti Russell Wilson at this point that lock it in. I will lock in Miami over over the Denver Broncos. Uh who you got this week? I am also going with the Dolphins to uh comment on uh Russell Wilson. It he's playing better than last year, but it is not turning into wins. You I think you really nailed it when you said if you just look at it for fantasy purposes, you take it, but you really need the wins to come. So I don't know if he and Sean Payton can make this thing work and get it to the next level. But I mean, history has shown if you start the season 0-2, your chances of making the playoffs are really slim. Any any comment on the Dolphins? I mean, we're going to talk a ton of Patriots. I got an entire page of notes for the Patriots. So if you want to save some Dolphin talk for they're terrifying, they're terrifying. Tyreek Hill, just the, the whole time, just like at any point, if you just let your guard down, you're, you're in big trouble and they put him in motion and just, I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what you're supposed to do where it just seems like you have to give up the six yard easy completion to avoid the 60 yard completion to him. Mostert is a, is certainly a nice addition and is far from a slow running back. It's there's just speed everywhere on the field. All right, moving on next game. The loser goes home matchup. The, 0-2 Los Angeles Chargers versus the 0-2 Minnesota Vikings. I I don't know what else to say for this. I mean, what's the, what's the nice thing you could say about either of these teams right now? I asked you, how do you like your Minnesota turnovers for appetizers, entrees, or desserts? Because they're just handing them out every single quarter. The, the just most gut-wrenching ones of all time, they're all like in the red zone. They're all at the worst time. Some of them are even after an advantage they were able to capitalize on, and yet they just give everything away. But, you know, to say that they spit up all over themselves would be insulting with the Chargers on the other side over here because, once again, they spit up all over themselves in overtime. This game is, is handed to them. This offense is supposed to be so good, and two times at the end of the game here, Herbert just didn't look really good. I, I didn't think he was clutch at all. I thought he threw the he threw his two big plays that he had to convert on. He threw one of them away, and the other one I think he took a sack on. you got to at least make a play or get rid of this somehow. I don't know what he's holding the ball that long on for or, or why this offense is – Really particular on when it's dominant and not so dominant. I I don't know who to pick here. I, I want you to pick first. And it's not going to alter my opinion, but I just let surprise the listeners on what you're feeling. Once the Chargers got into the mix and I said, I'm not trusting them. 
I'm not picking them next week after they've burned me the past two weeks. And then, of course, then you go and look, and it's the Vikings. So then, oh, all right. Couldn't have been anybody else, but I made a promise to myself. I'm not picking the Chargers, so I'm going to go with the Vikings. I hear you on the fumbles. You, you just you can't turn the ball over. They turned it over four times and still had a chance in that game. You know, late comeback, you know, a little, little magic there. But this is just last year where they won all the these close games it just it evens out but losing all four fumbles that is just some awful luck right there couldn't couldn't re, couldn't retain any of them so i think maybe those get a little more of their luck and i think that the chargers just have bad luck so i'm out of the the, the two teams here i'm gonna go with the vikings i'm critical of both these teams i think there's flaws on both of them it's, it's disappointing they're both 0-2 and i don't think that they should be 0-2 i think everybody probably can confidently say they'd at least think they'd at least split the games of the problems they've had the last two weeks which team do you think can actually fix some of the problems you know like could you just not fumble the ball four times and suddenly you know, you only you lost by one possession they lost by six to, to philly you know like they're they, they they turned the ball four four times and still only lost by one one touchdown that's that's not that's not too on bad. On the road. On on the road against on the road, a, a on good Thursday. team. A, a Philly Philly in is a good team. In prime time with Kirk Cousins. Against a good team. There there's and then then you go to the Chargers and it's like, "All right, well, who did you struggle against?" And it's like Tennessee who looked awful last week, who looked like they didn't even have a quarterback. It looked like Tannehill like Tannehill was, was so bad week 1 that I I thought for sure they would make an adjustment week 2 if he got blown out at all. Now now he was much much better. I, I st- like so. Am I supposed to believe week one or week two of all this? I, I guess, I guess really, I'm just trusting that I think Minnesota cannot turn the ball over four times, and even with the turnover of the four times, they managed to stay in the game. I, I'm, I'm going to go with Minnesota at home as well. I don't feel good about it, and I could easily see the Chargers winning this. But don't bet on this game. Is that is that good? Good advice, right? Just stay away from this. <laughs> Have some fancy guys in here. That's fine. But if you're picking winners and losers, this is a hard one. It's going to be tough to watch when it comes. Uh down to the, the final six minutes in the, in the fourth quarter on which team is going to mess up. Uh, it's it's going to be a rough one. I, I'd bring up my tie thing again, but you you, you don't want to even play play my game. You, you, you were pretty to... close. You were pretty close. Last week, uh, a whole bunch of overtimes or near overtimes, none of them ended up going to a tie. But I, when I saw that, it's like, oh, man, Will's just going to be all excited about the ties. This one has tie written all over it. This has like you, you two teams are just disqualified. I don't even know what happened. Like you guys, you, you fouled out all your players. Too many penalties on both. Like something stupid <laughs> could happen to just end this game in, into the fact that you neither of you are professional. Both of you go home, go go back to your universities and work on it again for next week. You're just you deserve each other. But this is gonna be a rough one to watch. All right, speaking of rough one to watch, the New England Patriots will be at the New York Jets. I don't think it'll be that rough to watch, but I do think the last two weeks have been rough to watch as a pretty committed Patriots fan. And even though I did not pick them to win the last two weeks, we for sure had opportunities to win both of these games. And I think both of these teams in Miami this past week and Philly in the week before are very good, I, if not the best teams in the league. San Francisco for sure is is in that conversation. And had we played them the first two weeks, we'd probably have the same results. I I just think I, we should be giving credit to the teams we played and how well we played and the, how well we can improve on some of the mistakes that we had both these weeks. I, I break this all down into kind of one play. I know it's not 
all of that, but the one play that I thought for sure killed the Patriots was the end of the first half. We had an opportunity. We were in the red zone. I want. I don't know if it was first and goal or, or third and goal or something. We're, we're closer down there. We need to convert a third down. Yeah, we need to convert a third down, and we ended up not getting it, and there's like two minutes left, and we ended up kicking the field goal. If we had converted that third down and gotten a first down there, we were in complete control of milking this clock down. It, like this, We could go into half either 10-7 or 10-3. Instead, we, we end up going down 17-3 when they just marched down in that two minutes there. And we could have just taken away that possession because they don't score again like pretty much the rest of the game. Like it, like it takes them a while. Like they're they get that touch. That's their best drive is that two minute drill they did after we gave them the ball back at the end of the first half after kicking that field goal. Like there's no point scored in the third quarter. We shut them out entirely. I I don't know how many quarters that Miami's going to go scoreless in, but I, I bet it's not going to be a lot. So <laughs> it's hard to give ourselves a pat on the back. We're zero and two, and you know tell everyone that we're we're like a threatening team. But I j- I just think there's a lot more talent out there. I think we are by far the most talented zero and two team, and I I wouldn't. I wouldn't count us out going forward, and I'm not going to count us out this week at the New York Jets, who are even more of a mess. Uh, a couple of interesting plays happened throughout all this. Uh, the the field goal block, have you seen that one before? How exciting was that? That was cool. I like that. Sprinting down the the sideline on the on the, the just crazy time. Yeah, off off of, off of the gunner. Yeah, that 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 was unique. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see that more often. Did you hear the Pat McAfee uh, analysis of this play? No, I did not. Well, McAfee, former uh, special teams kicker, uh, I was a kicker punter. I, he's, he's he, was, he was punter. I, well, he was also a, a placeholder for for a while as well. And I I forget who the placeholder was, but apparently he used to be on our team as soon as last year. And and he said that there's a he has like a chin notch of like when he says like set and it's like they they knew that because they watched him do it at his and his own team last year for however long and if you watch the replay you can actually see like that's how how well it is timed uh so a little inside information here from a former teammate but what are you gonna do i, I we needed that 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 was huge uh, that was a stop that uh, certainly points that you, you generally always give up but they also miss a kick later in in miami so like this this game was here that kept, that kept us alive there was opportunities here. Give me, give me some things to look forward to. Like Mac was better, right? We we have some sort of offensive attack. Our defense is strong. Like we, we're gonna we're gonna win this week, right? I'm gonna pick them. I'm gonna pick the the Patriots again. But I, I think that we're an average to maybe a slightly below average team, and there's just no room for mistakes. We have to play mistake free football because we're just not good enough to win if we are making mistakes. Mac had a had a, had a interception, and just the, the the call at the end. It's like even if we had gotten that, that doesn't uh, assure that we were going to score a touchdown and get the extra point and then win in overtime. But just another time of we are driving and then on fourth down, it's just can can any two plays get any closer? It's not like on fourth down, you know, Mac got sacked. It's not you know, threw it way over a guy's head or something goofy happened. It was, uh, I guess something goofy did happen here where Gusecki gets wrapped. I thought he was going to be able to get out of it. Doesn't, but has the wherewithal to lateral it, which was smart. Unlike last year when it was an absolute disaster, gets it to the lineman. And I thought that, I thought it was good. Obviously I'm biased, but I did not think that there was enough evidence to overturn the call on the field. So that was disappointing to have a review. And last week, I think it was, it was, it was pretty, last week was clear. It was even when he caught it. 
It's like, I, I don't think you got that second foot down. But the second week in a row of going to the monitor and having it go against you, uh, I'm sure that a lot of people listening are saying, uh, you were on the like the good side of this so many times with Tom Brady. Yeah, this is how the rest of the league feels. So uh, I don't know, maybe we, maybe we have to eat some of these, but it's definitely not fun, uh, especially two at home. It's like you only got so many home games and on the road, it's only harder. So yeah, we really got to uh, really got to turn this around. But I mean, there are times when Mac, like he's, he's looking really good. The offense looks good. We're slinging it around. It looks like a competent offense, but there's other times where it's just, it, it, it's not there. So I would like to get our season started going against Zach Wilson. And hopefully that, uh, that defense with sauce and all those guys doesn't, that doesn't uh, abuse Mac. Yeah. I thought, uh, I thought Devonte Parker, played better too I, I i still think he's our best receiver and that's only a compliment to to born being right there as well uh Gusecki getting there hunter henry getting some scores there's there's some threats we haven't had threats before so that there's there's hope but there's a inconsistency and a reliability that we just don't have with this offense that the defense so deserves uh and and the jets relate to that entirely as well they have a great defense there i i just i think belichick's got a I'll coach him. He's gonna. We're gonna have Wilson guessing left and right everywhere. Hopefully, he doesn't have Mac doing the same thing, and we're just able to not out turn over the the Jets for a victory here. Desperate victory. Got to get it on the road. Can't go in three. Got it. Can't Gotta go in three. Uh, as for the Jets, uh, you mentioned some struggles with Brees Hall and and Cook. Uh, I can't. Brees Hall touched the ball two times in this in this game this past week. Two times, made contact with the ball two times in this game. And in a game where they lose Rodgers and that you would think maybe we should just run the ball or maybe we should just not let him turn over the ball. Three interceptions for Zach Wilson, one touchdown, 12 of 27, nothing great. I'm hoping we get the same game next week. Don't give it to Brees Hall. Just don't, right? Like, it's, well, Who's going to poke that yeah. bear? Let's just set him down looks, on the side. He looks so good on Monday night, and this feels uh, 100, 100 years ago, but the last time we did the pod was before Aaron Rodgers' injury. So that was definitely disappointing. You got hard knocks the whole offseason. We got Aaron Rodgers. We have this awesome defense. We are set to go. Then four plays in, doesn't even attempt to pass, and blows out his, uh, his Achilles. Now, I'm hearing rumors that he thinks he might be able to come back for the playoffs. Uh, I think that's a, that's a pretty tall order. Uh, one, to make the playoffs with Zach Wilson, and two, that if Zach Wilson actually gets you there, then in January, all of a sudden, just – all right, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, you're probably good. So I was surprised that that news even even came out. Delusion. Pure pure delusion. He, he's 40, what is he, 42? What, how old is he? He's. It's not an age that you're like, yeah, let's just recover from something super quick. Also, I experimental stuff like that. I why, What's the idea behind all this? And why isn't it just that, oh, there's an example of so-and-so did this and that this athlete was able to do this? Like, how, how come Rodgers is going to be able to do this and no one else has? He's 39, so short of 40, but that's pretty much towards the end. And it was more when that injury happened, you know, it slowly comes out. Yep, they fear it's his Achilles. It wasn't a, could he come back this season? It was, is he done for good? He doesn't sound like he's done for good. I think he's done for good. I'm not even, I actually think going into this year, he might've been done for good anyways. Look, everyone's saying like he was out. He was only out there for like forty seconds. There's like three plays that he 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 plays. Of those three plays, he got hit every single one of them. Like just completely taken out. Like I'm 
I'm not saying that the, the injury isn't a freak accident, but I am saying that this guy was going to be on his back a whole lot this season, and that was the first start of every single play this season. So it's going to be up. The play didn't even look that bad. It wasn't like he got destroyed when I when I saw it. It, it wasn't a oh no, that's a season-ending injury. It was he kind of stayed down, but was oh maybe maybe kind of twisted his ankle or maybe he's trying to play it up a little bit to you know get the team going or get the refs on his side. So it, it wasn't until he went you know in into the the tent and then immediately into the back which it was saying ooh, ooh, well, that's that's not good it's a rough one for the jets to trade for something and to lose something just as an asset that is already aging and is not cheap and it wasn't cheap to get brutal to not have i mean this is the gordon hayward of like the what if of of the whole season you're just scrambling immediately your your plan that you'd had is just in shambles that's a good that's a good comparison because I was seeing a lot of different comparisons and you don't often get the football to basketball, New York to Boston crossover, but getting a guy brand new, oh yeah, yep, we're we're gonna we're gonna see some awesome things from this team and then like before it even got started, just nope, that's not happening. But just to miss on the opportunity of just to see it. Like we didn't even see it. Like you don't even get to see yeah, Rogers play. Didn't even didn't even attempt to pass. Rough one. All right, moving on. We got the And patch. then somehow they win that game. I I I loved it. All right, so when they're winning, so when they end up winning the game, at the time the the Achilles thing hadn't come out, and there was still hope that maybe it was an ankle sprain. You know, before they they found it all. I was rooting for it for them to win just because of the quarterback controversy of like six weeks in is like Zach Wilson's five hundred and Rodgers is fifty fifty on a forty year old ankle. Like, I I was rooting for all that, but. Now, now I feel a little bit bad that I was kind of supportive of, of the controversy. And, and I love that the controversy continues where it's like, oh, Rodgers wants to come back this year. And somehow this kid that we don't think is good enough that we kept on the team and definitely had zero chance of starting is going to be good enough to get these guys into the playoffs because he wasn't good enough last year. But, but this year he will be baffling. I, I, I feel for the Jets fans, but it can't get worse than this, right? Like it just it can't maybe just super rough. Not fun. All right, moving on. We're going to have to cook through a couple of these games here. Buffalo Bills at the Washington Commanders. I thought the Bills were back. I, I thought they got lucky with a couple Jimmy G gifts. Uh, I, I talked so highly of Jimmy G last week, but he just gifted Buffalo a whole bunch of garbage all, all week. Uh, I thought Howell looked better for, for the Commanders, but not good enough to say, yeah, I'm going to pick Buffalo over you. I, I will say that they, they had 35 points. I heard Chase is young name a couple times and then you know what you know who's 2-0 and in this matchup not Buffalo so a little argument for the commanders I'm still going to take Buffalo who you got I'm also going to go with Buffalo but Josh Allen needs to stop trying to hurdle people especially hurdles that are not really going to do anything if you do get it uh, hurdles are always cool but these are not you know in the open field or at the very end and you really need that last couple of yards it's you're not even close and anytime you're up in the air just goofy things can happen don't leave your feet but i think the the bills have straightened uh straightened things out and even though the commanders are, are two and oh I, I don't trust them I, I think the bills will get the job done moving on houston texans oh and two at the one and one jacksonville jaguars is, is there a sloppier worse offense in the league than the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, I, my entire saying of all this is, was I just wanted to queue up the, you are not serious people to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like I'm, I'm saying it, you, you are not serious people. If, if you are, you're going to win this week against Houston and you should win in some sort of convincing fashion. If you don't, 
I'm, I'm going to say you are not the serious people for the entire season. Like, you're not going to outlive this. You can start winning, and I'm still going to say it. I'm, I'm picking them at home, but I swear they are not serious people because they're just not. This team is fake. They, they have an awful line on both sides. Teams can run on them. Teams can char- uh, rush them. They, they, they're not good. I don't know why everyone's in on all of this. Convince me why they should be in on this. Like, I, I, I'm just picking them because I think Houston's trying to lose games now, and I don't know why. Houston is not good. CJ Stroud is getting sacked at a incredible rate. Uh, I, I'm a little concerned when you get hit that often. It, you just, you, you're not playing football anymore. You're just trying to stay alive. And it might be a hard thing to shake if you're not playing the game, you're fearing the game. And they got to get him some protection somehow. And it's more of, I think the Jaguar or the, the, I think Houston is just much more bad than the Jaguars are. Didn't do very well on offense, but they were within one score of the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are one of the one of the better teams in the in the league despite their one and one record. So I, I think they they should be able to handle the Texans, and if they don't handle the Texans, then they got some real problems. If I they think do some th- sort of Giants against Arizona situation. Yeah, that'll be a red flag. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, if they're down twenty in the first half. 20 to nothing. That, that's that's not gonna be fun. I I, I feel for Jacksonville. I, I I it's exciting when they get excited. All right, I I'm all for it, but I just think that they're they're not ready. This team isn't ready or it needs to make some sort of adjustment, and I don't know what exactly it is, because this past week Christian Kirk played well and uh and Ridley struggled a little bit, but Ridley looked good week one, so at least I feel like you, you got something. It's not like he's I, I didn't think he'd be as good as he was week one ever again. Like I just thought you couldn't take years off of the league and have the problems that you had off season and then to join this way and to not really be sought after by any other team like why if he was this good like why didn't anyone else really want to buy into it it just felt like it's a good fit for Jacksonville and they still got something in there but he I, I'm he, worried about this team he didn't he, he was on the, the the fantasy uh zeros but if you're looking for the silver lining he did have one almost catch in the end zone where it he bobbled it and then ran into the field goal stanchion, which you do not see very often. And then he had another one that I think was just outside of the uh, of the end zone. So it's not like he's not getting targets. He's still in the mix. I'm still I still have faith in him. So there's a little silver lining if you're a Calvin Ridley owner. All right, we'll both go in Jacksonville next game. Indianapolis Colts at the Baltimore Ravens. It was nice to see Baltimore look like Baltimore again. This was a tough physical win. I think everyone's getting kind of piling on that Cincinnati's going to be 0-2 and, and Burrow's not looking great. He didn't do preseason and Chase isn't playing well for fantasy, blah, 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 all that. But this was a tough game. I really think it could have gone anywhere anyway. I think Cincinnati could have totally won this game, and that's not to discredit anything from Baltimore. This was a solid, really good playoff-style win, and Indianapolis has no chance at all of competing with anything like that. I, I thought they were only competitive last week because of uh, – Richardson was able to rush for two touchdowns and then ends up walking out with a concussion. Not not a whole lot of other weapons out there. I, I wish Minshew could get Taylor out there. Jonathan Taylor could come back and help him because I don't see how else he's going to survive out there, and it just seems like an unfair situation for him. But uh, I'll, I'll take Baltimore at home. Who you got? I'm also going to go with Baltimore. Lamar, I thought, looking much better than he did in in week one where he, he was scrambling around, he was making runs happen, he was being smart when he was doing it and not not getting too crazy. I think the Bengals have to be the most surprising 0-2 team, right? 
Well, not if not for you. You you picked the Pats two weeks in a row. Did you pick them two weeks in a row too? I'm not sure if if I picked them or the the, the Ravens. They did not look very. I definitely picked them in week one, but they looked they looked horrible. But I. Maybe you shouldn't be basing my picks uh, off of maybe the general consensus. I was I was asking more for general consensus going in. If you were to have said Bengals are going to be 0-2, I think that would have gotten a lot of a lot of head turns. I don't get a lot of general consensus. I get a lot of Zach time. All right, there's just all yeah, column B. I'm, I only I only watch the column B channel. There's like 60 others, but I never never really listen to a lot of them. Uh, but well, nice and. Joe Burrow at the end of the game seems like maybe that calf. I pretty sure that I, I that was my fantasy warning saying soft tissue injury didn't play any of the preseason. Not sure exactly where he is health wise, and I don't know if if, if this if he was was one hundred percent or if he wasn't, and this is going to continue throughout the year. But they need to turn things around. We already talked about Jamar Chase only averaging six fantasy points, and obviously that doesn't. Com- compare exactly to to wins but if your best receiver is not catching the ball it's not great for your team usually is it comforting knowing that you could at least pin it on an injury and that it isn't like joe burrow's broken like he's just injured like we could fix him this because he we can go back to the way it was i suppose right? i suppose right? it's a little or, bit of a silver or, lining but or, they need to get they need to get their act together soon well i, I you know i was gonna say or are we in the point where did this team miss the window? Like, is it? It's not gone, right? I, I hope not. I mean, if he's hurt, it's it's gonna close. They're not gonna do this without Joe. No. Uh, moving on, next game: Carolina Panthers at the Seattle Seahawks. You know, Bryce Young was better, but so was Seattle. Seattle reminded me of the team that they were last year. Geno was thirty-two for forty-one, three hundred twenty-eight yards, two touchdowns, and an overtime victory of which. It was kind of presented to them. I'll be honest. Detroit really had a bunch of chances to just end this and just didn't. This team won't die. I like the Seahawks. I'll take them at home. It was nice to see them look better again and not like they were week one. I don't know which team is the real team, but hopefully it's last week's team shows up again. I'll take them at home. Who you got? I'm also going to go with the Seahawks. I thought Geno Smith looked much better uh, when I was watching. It was like, Ooh, maybe, uh, maybe I jumped off too fast and Will, is, you, you, you've been sticking around, but I just... Bryce Young, just still still a rookie. I don't think that he, he's a bust or he's, you got to give up on him, but it, it's just it's going to be tough to go win on the road, especially in Seattle. So, yeah, give me Seattle. Next game, the most unfair matchup of, of the of the week. This is the Chicago Bears at the Kansas City Chiefs. And the only thing I wrote down underneath the Bears was sorry. That was it. I didn't write anything else. I didn't write any other stats. I just wrote sorry. As that's that's all I have to say about the Bears. Is I'm just sorry for the fans. This is this is disappointing. This is a team that has weaknesses in every direction you could point, and I don't think that they have a quarterback. I don't think they have a good line. I'm not sure if the running back. Nothing confident about Chicago at all, and they're going to go to Kansas City, being down 0-2. I am in a terrible situation where I'm going against Mahomes and Kelsey in two leagues, in two leagues this week. It's not going to be a fun week for for me or the Chicago fans. Uh, I'm taking Kansas City big time at home. They look solid. I, I I know that they haven't put up a ton of points, but this Kansas City defense is really good, and they still have Patrick Mahomes. Those are two things everyone in the league wishes they had. A defense that's not terrible and Patrick Mahomes, they're going to win a whole lot of games because of that. And I, I think this team's sneakier than they've than they have been. I, I, I think we're expecting them to score 40 points and win, but they're going to win a lot of close games still because of this defense and still because of Patrick Mahomes. Who you got this week? 
I will also be going with the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bears' biggest problem is that it's looking like Justin Fields might not be the guy. And that's not good because that means that you're going to have to start all over again get drafting another quarterback, uh, especially coming into last week. Sure, the, the Buccaneers won week one, but this should be a team that you're able to beat. The Buccaneers aren't some sort of world beater. So I, I don't I, – I, yeah, they, they, they got problems. He's uh, – Fields is going to have to show me something soon. I, I don't know what the Bears are going to do. And the Kansas City Chiefs aren't exactly a uh, get-right team. Well, you know, if you're Chicago, too, I have no idea what you're hoping for this year. Like, uh, all right, so so Fields has struggled the, the past two weeks, and he's not, he's not showing any interest in really wanting to throw the ball. He's holding on to it way, way too long. Is this something we're going to fix, or are we just going to run with this narrative for the entire season, being like, yeah, he can't throw the ball, he doesn't want to throw the ball, he doesn't have time to throw the ball, must not be good, let's let's just do this all over again, throw someone else in the situation, because it's definitely all Fields' fault. This is the only reason this isn't working here. There, there's so many problems with all this that I, I'm not even sure that that assessment of Fields is even fair, or that it's even what they should be doing. I, I have no idea what they should be doing. I don't know anyone can assess anything on this team at all. It's it's not good. Not good. All right, next matchup. Not uh, good. Dallas Cowboys at the Arizona Cardinals. Dominant defense in the Cowboys. They have have an attacking offense. I, I don't know. This is a good team, but I will say this is a trap game because this Dobbs guy is super competitive. I, I watched him. He's 0-2, but it's, it's not a quiet 0-2. It's like I'm going to go down fighting kind of 0-2 in that I, if they – sleep on this team at all I, I think this Arizona team is is looking for a way to attack right now I, I you were in on Dobbs last week they almost did it honestly it's it's kind of ridiculous that they didn't do it so I have trap game written all over here I'm still writing Dallas Cowboys down for the winner but I think this game will be closer than you think are you doubling down on Arizona no I was only picking Arizona because they were going against the Giants I think Dallas is for real I I think that Arizona was able to surprise the the Giants, and that might help out the Cowboys. That I don't think they're going to go in thinking, "Hey, this is going to be a cakewalk." I think that Dallas is good on both sides of the ball, and I I think uh, Micah Parsons is just going to eat up Dobbs, and that is a uh, it doesn't matter how much fight you have. Uh, Micah is, is really good. He's going to eat a lot of fight. That, yeah. Uh, next game, yes. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Las Vegas Raiders. Oof, I mean, tail of two weeks for Pittsburgh here where I, I'm not even sure. Like, they get the win, but it wasn't pretty, and it was awful week one. I don't know whether to trust Pickett or not. I mean, it's not a great game. It's 15 for 30, 222 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I mean, 15 for 30, you're just you – know, you're missing guys. You're, I don't, I don't, maybe they're not open. I'm, I'm not sure what to do all that. I thought the Warren kid looked a little bit better. All that being said, my my, my Raiders, my, my steady Jimmy G was not so steady this past week. Uh, little, uh, <laughs> I, I'd call it a hiccup, but it was, it was a lot of them, just turnovers and bad decisions. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh because I, I think TJ Watt is enough of a game-shifting guy that he'll be able to alter this game in some way. It doesn't look like Devontae Adams is super healthy. It doesn't look like uh, Jacoby is the healthiest either. Hopefully he's back this week, but uh, trading places with those two is – is definitely not what the Raiders offense wants to be happening. I'll, I'll take Pittsburgh on the road. Who you got? I'm going with the Raiders at home. I think that Jimmy G and the Raiders just came up a, against the Bills in a revenge, or maybe not a revenge game exactly, but, you know, after losing week one, just a, we're just going to kick the crap out of whoever we're playing the next game. So I think that that's a 
you put that game behind him. I don't think that the Steelers are particularly good, and it's more of a more of a toss up. And with the Raiders being at home, I'm going to go with the Raiders. Definitely a toss up game. I'd be sh- I'd shy away from betting on that one. Uh, next game: Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I have nice things to say. Baker's 2-0. and uh, Evans is back. Godwin's making things. The, the Rashad White running back feels like the guy that they should have been playing all the Brady years. Fin- finally kind of coming all together here. All that being said, that uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have so many more weapons, and I trust them a whole lot more. It hasn't been the prettiest game. I still think Philly can play a lot better versus Tampa is hoping to play the way they've played the last two weeks. So I'll take Philly on the road. But I think this has got a trap game written all over it, too. This Tampa Bay team... Like they, when when it works, there's still something here. If Baker doesn't turn the ball over, they're they're intriguing. I I, I think that's as far as I'll go. Uh, who you got in this game? I will also be going with the Eagles on the road. This is once again the first of two Monday night matchups. How did you like last night having two Monday night games? I like that a game started earlier. I didn't like that neither of the games were really worth watching. I don't know how you fix that, but I I'm okay with them being on. I just I think these games will be better. I, I, the the Burrow suspect on the on the last game here is uh concerning. I mean, if he doesn't play, I don't know what, what you get out of all this. But I, I do think this game, Philadelphia Tampa Bay, will be a better game than what we saw last night, at least. So I'm I'm for it. I, it's it's new though. It, it's certainly a reminder of like, hey, Monday there's, there's an early one. So set your lineups and all that. Like this is critical stuff on Monday. This is this is where this is all that's left, <laughs> fantasy wise. But I'm, I'm okay with it. It's it's football. It feels like it's pretty much on every day at this point. So. We'll just make more of it, right? Uh, all right, last it's, game it's interesting. here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting that they've had the – used to be week one they had the double header, but it, it was normally a – I think it was like a normal 8-15 start, and then the next game just started later. I guess that would be my only only nitpick, and it's pr- pretty much like impossible. But if we could have got the first game to start at 6, and maybe the second game start at 8-30, just a little less overlap, and you could just watch – well, watch the games a little bit more, but I mean, there's, there's an hour in between. So, and it's still cool to watch them both at the same time. And then I guess you have the advantage if one of them is an absolute uh, snooze fest, you, you, you have, you have the second one. So I'm, I'm cool with it. But for the, the, the last one, I am assuming that Joe Burrow is going to be okay to play and they're going to finally get their first one of the year against the Rams, but it is going to be a tight one. I think it's over. I think the window is closed for this year. I think McVeigh is back. I think Puka is cooking. Cup will be out here soon. This is this is a Rams rejuvenated offense right now. That something that Cincinnati used to be able to say and very much could still be. But at the moment, right now, even if he does play, I think he's playing hurt. I'm assuming he's played hurt the last two weeks, and I assume he's going to play even more hurt this week if he does play. I that wasn't good enough to get the job done the last couple of weeks. I don't think it'll be good enough this week. If anything, I wouldn't even blame him for holding him out at this point because what what are we doing here? This is clearly our franchise guy. Let's not get him killed. If he's not healthy, he can't play. I, I understand we don't want to waste a year in all this, but if he's not healthy, he can't play. This is he's just gonna get hurt worse and miss more time. I there's still hope for Cincinnati, all right? I O and two is absolutely the worst start you could have, but not having Burrow at all for the rest of the year, if he comes back too hurts or re aggravates whatever is hurting him, is, is an even worse scenario. Um I'm taking the Rams at home. I don't think I don't think Burrow should play. I don't even know if he should play the last couple of weeks. Is that is that like crazy to say? I mean, he he has not looked good. Uh, looked better Sunday than he did a, did a week ago. But it's not the 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 Joe Burrow making millions of dollars, 
highest paid player in the league. He's not, he's not living up to that right now. Yeah. All right. Well, those are the picks for the week. Make sure you get those all filled out. Uh, most of the games kicking off on Sunday. Don't forget about that sneaky Thursday game. Just two days away. We're getting a Tuesday release tonight. Uh, I'm not sure. You think we'll do a Tuesday release next week? Or are we going to stick to Monday with, with the, the double headers? We could we could do Tuesday if there's going to be the the two games again, so we can do uh you know the the full week. It does seem a little bit easier. I, it's just the whole that once once you eventually listen to this that you you're kind of getting it on Wednesday. That I feel like we were talking a lot of Sunday Thursday stuff that it's, it's dated by then. But you know what are you going to do? It's old. What are you going to do? Yep. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for competing. Uh, don't forget to get your picks in. Uh, you can subscribe and listen. What are we going to do? Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, little column A, little column B. You can follow Zach on his X account, which is wicked Z man 24. And what are we? LCA LCB podcast, uh, for the podcast X account as well. Yeah. I'm going to close things out with a little NBA story here. This is something I think we've, we've talked about before. And I think we'd, uh, we'd heard that, the Phoenix Sun owner, new owner, Matt Ishbia, wanted to offer the Phoenix Suns games as well as the Mercury games uh, for free on TV. And I was curious on how they were going to pull this off, whether or not it was going to be a custom streaming channel or what. But they're going old school. They're offering antennas, which is hopefully ideal if you are able to get the signal. But they're willing to ship you the antenna for free, too. Like, this is at no cost. There's a qualifying offer. This is this is interesting, and I am intrigued by it. Do you think this could work in other states and other uh, franchises? I mean, I'm kind of into it. I-, I love the idea. They-, they cut their ties with Diamond Sports Group, and so now they're going to be on Gray Television. It's the team's new TV partner, which is going to let you watch 70 Suns games. And to-, to remind you, there are 82 games in the season, so 70, that's a it, that's the majority of the games. I got to imagine the ones that aren't uh, available have to be on ESPN or TNT, and those are exclusive. And they, they said, "Hey, we're not sharing them with you." The only thing is, how how are we going backwards? How is this the best route to have an antenna for this older technology? And there's not a, "Hey, here's the streaming app, go for it." I, I'm just I'm just baffled that that wasn't an option. I look. I don't know. Maybe you're a little bit older than me, but I, I mean. What TV was wireless back in the day, and cell phones were wired, and now they're kind of the other way around. Is 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 that your big beef with all this? I mean, it's it's fine. It's gonna work better if anything. It's it's, it's hardware. What could go wrong? I, I, it's look, just look the flaw. I, I mean, I, I love and I love that they're probably realizing, and it ha- there has to be some sort of explanation for it that I'm just I'm just not seeing. But I, I love that they're going the extra step to say, hey, fill out this form. We'll send you an antenna because. I don't know where else you, you you would buy one, but I just got to imagine installing it for this just one purpose, and just I, I just can't imagine everything else is going streaming, and this is going the other way. I, I just I I just, I just shake my head. Well, I imagine this antenna isn't just going to get you the one channel; it's going to get you whatever basic antenna channels are still available. They they do still have them. They updated the antennas though; they're they're not the same bunny ears they once were. It's a different wavelength, so it should be able to. Go, technically be go go farther and be stronger of a signal so that there there is an improvement on this technology it isn't quite the bunny ears that you're you're thinking it is even though it is the same idea of, of what they were doing is that it's being broadcasted and able to get through all that but I, you'll get other channels as well like i imagine you would still get abc i mean in theory you could still get abc cbs if they're 
signal was able if you were able to get the signal that's gonna be the hardest part is like, like i have tried the antenna stuff out over here and i just don't get any signal so like that's a huge that's a huge miss for me and i imagine that could be a hard part for a lot of other people too but it's it's an option and maybe it's a, a little bit better luck uh out in arizona over there and hopefully it works out i i hope this becomes a trend though this is this is a a move in the right way of saying we want our we want people to watch our product and this is a way to offer it for free it shouldn't be an initial cost to be a phoenix suns fan and i don't know i hope, I hope other teams buy in yeah i hope it works it, it's it's very interesting where i think there's gonna be a new tv deal for the nba coming up and at one end i'm hearing you know the the salary cap is going to go up even more because you know there's a huge demand for nba for live sports but then i'm seeing all of these regional networks that are falling apart because they're saying we're not financially viable anymore so i don't know if it's going to just switch over or is there like some shell games getting played here and all of a sudden you know, the nba is going to say hey yeah we're going to charge you this much and the cable companies are going to say we can't afford that there was already the you know the fight with with spectrum and espn that was resolved before monday night football but i i just it seems like there are some red flags there are some warning shots going on and it just i hope that the people in charge don't get too greedy that this all all of a sudden gets too big and falls apart matt ishria best owner in the nba yes or no 30 seconds well he's willing to fight for his team and now he's giving fans free games I, he's, he's rocketing to the top. It's it's certainly a way to win some people over. I, I hope. traded for Bradley Beal. He doing did. all, taking big swings. Dude, dude, he's definitely taking big swings. Can't take that away from him. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday uh, with more football and more picks. Uh, we'll be better next week. I promise. <laughs> little column A, little column B.